Hello and welcome to the official podcast of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. My name is Andrew Williams and on today's episode, we'll be talking about ASIC's review of how Australia's largest financial advice firms have dealt with past poor advice and non-compliant advisors. Joining me on the podcast today is Louise McCauley, Senior Executive Leader, Financial Advisors at ASIC. Louise, thank you very much for joining me. My pleasure. Tell us, what, what were the areas of focus for this review? What, what ground did it cover? This review forms part of ASIC's broader wealth management project. It's focused on the conduct of the financial advice arms of AMP, ANZ, CBA, NAB and Westpac. It looked at three phases of work. Firstly, how the firms identified and dealt with non-compliant conduct by their advisors between 1 January 2009 and 30 June 2015. The second phase was the development and implementation by the firms of large-scale review and remediation frameworks to remediate customers impacted by non-compliant advice. The third phase was checking the processes used to monitor and supervise the firm's advisors. We focused on background and reference checking the advisor audit process and the use of data analytics. So in those areas, what kind of concerns came up that that ASIC was able to identify over the course of doing this review? Well, firstly, ASIC acknowledges the work undertaken by the financial advice institutions to improve their practices and their broader compliance approach since the period covered by this review, which did go back to 2009. So as you say, the, the period covered ends in mid-2015, so they've made changes since since that time. Yes, and those changes are supported by recent legislative and regulatory reforms. Right. We did identify a number of concerns where further improvements need to be made, and some of those are a failure to notify ASIC about serious non-compliance concerns regarding advisor conduct, and where advisor conduct was reported, sometimes there were significant delays between the institution first becoming aware of the misconduct and then reporting it to ASIC. We found that there were inadequate background and reference checking processes and we also found that there were inadequate audit processes to assess whether advice complied with the best interests, duty and other obligations. So people will be able to see some of the details of, of those concerns in the report and it, it's all laid out. For, for those that were affected by this non-compliant advice though, I was curious, what, uh, what kind of compensation have they received and, and what's happening to the advisors who, who are responsible for, for that advice? So a compensation program is underway and it will be ongoing for some time. To date, about $30 million has been paid to 1,347 customers affected by the non-compliant advisors during the period of the review. Mm -hmm. And that's in addition to compensation that's been paid by these institutions as part of other projects such as the Fee for No Service project. Which we released review on in late last year, in October last year. Yes, Yes, that's right. And as far as the advisors go, there are, I think, 149 advisors identified in the report? Yes, they're advisors who are identified as having serious compliance concerns. Of those, we've banned 26 already and we've got investigations currently on foot in relation to a number of others. Louise, thank you very much for outlining the review to us today. Uh, Thank you for your time. Thank you. We'll be back with another ASIC podcast very shortly. Thanks very much for listening. 